you're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. Feeling feisty today. You guys better buckle up your seatbelts the next couple minutes. I got a couple things to say. Okay, so a couple days ago on my Instagram, I posted a reel because that's what I've been doing these days. It's actually hilarious how I run into people <laughs> in real life and they're like, I've been loving your reels. And I'm like, aren't they dorky and so silly? And I'll tell you, if you're you know, an entrepreneur in the social media space and you're using online platforms in order to share a message, this is the way to do it, but you have to do it in a way that is actually true to who you are so that when you run into people in real life, they don't, they're not like, whoa, whoa, like who are you in real life and in person? And these things are different (laughs) because I'm like, people watch. It's so silly. And honestly, I feel silly doing them half the time, but they've, they've connected me with so many fresh faces to impact with truth. And I'm so incredibly grateful. And my post the other day was addressing the fact that when women feel as if they don't have gifts, that they're not good at anything, um, or they don't have any value to offer to the world around them, or even wisdom from their past experiences to help solve problems for other people, then I just go, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to take a look deep into your story. I was first really introduced to story work through Carrie Garcia, who she, uh, I interviewed her on the very first episode of this season's podcast. You got to go check her out on the Honest Pod. She does a lot of great conversations there about story work and hosts workshops. This is not what I'm talking about right now, but it's an element of the upcoming course that we're launching in January called Work From Worth. A couple of the things that we're going to be doing is identifying your top four gifts and also your top four values. And your gifting is what you're good at and the natural ability and talents and gifts that there's 16 of them that are written in scripture that we use within the within the boundaries of the church, but we also use them in our workplace, we use them in our home, and when you can clarify and identify and give a word to the gifting that you have, then you can actually align much of what you do in your life with your greatest strengths. Like so much of your energy is being wasted on trying to get good at things that you weren't even designed to do. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that you're gonna, you know, you're going to start working from worth and everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows and you're never going to have to do something that you don't want to do. That is not the case. Please hear me loud and clear. Work is still hard and you're not going to feel like it even when you're working in alignment with your worth and your values and your gifting. Okay, Um, but... Where you can be best used is always going to be in alignment with the gifts that God has designed you with. So when women come to me and we we hosted an in-person workshop with um, 15 women at a church in Northern California, and uh, we went through some of the elements of this course in person before we recorded the videos and all this stuff. And I actually can't wait to hopefully be able to take some of this content on the road to different churches in the area. So 
if you're, I'm just going to throw this out there, that if you're interested in potentially doing that or hosting something at your church or at your home and rallying some people for that, send me an email. I'll put it in the comment thread below, okay? Because I would love to come and I would love to talk to you and all of your people and let's see women transformed by the truth of God's word and um, all the things. <laughs> but I'm sitting with these women and uh, one of the ladies raised her hand and boldly asked the question, what if you feel like you're not really good at anything? Like when it asks the question, what problems do you naturally solve? When people come to you for advice, what are they asking? What if nobody comes to you for advice? What if you're not good at anything? What if you can't solve anything for anyone? And I just sat there and I asked her the question, let's let's go back in your story, you know, before this moment, even before this last decade, and let's go back into your childhood. Now, I'm a, not a therapist. I'm a certified life coach and have a lot of experience with people, and I have kind of natural giftings and wisdom and empathy. So, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to therapy her. I'm sure there's a better way of saying that. But in that moment, it's I want her to be able to see who she was in the moments where she picked up lies from the enemy that deterred her from being able to work in alignment with her worth. All of us have these small moments and they they might be stories that stick with you throughout your childhood that maybe some of your friends like, oh, I don't even remember that. You know, I don't even remember that happening. But you remember so vividly and so clearly certain things being said to you at school or certain situations where you picked up a piece of identity that you were never meant to pick up. You picked up a, quote, truth that was really a lie from the enemy that you then created a list of things that you needed to do in order to fix that thing about you. That is never the voice of God, by the way. The voice of God, even in his discipline and in his direction toward you, is always loving and gracious and revealing who you truly are, not telling you to become someone that you're not. The grace of God actually removes the stain of sin to unveil for us who we were really designed to be. And the the more we unlearn the lies from the enemy and the unhealthy habits of striving and working from our worth that we inherit throughout our stories as women, and we begin to understand who we are in Christ and who we are because of what Christ has done, then we're truly able to unlock an identity and a purpose that we never lose. Like we can live in it here you know, imperfectly. I'm not going to say that anybody has this fully figured out on this side of heaven. And then when we walk into eternity and we enter into the the perfect presence of God, it's going to be fully known. We're going to fully understand who God is, who we are in him and how he truly has fulfilled the promise given to us in Romans that he works all things together for his glory and for our good. So I looked at this woman and I said, where in your story did you pick up a lie Where in your story were you doing something that you delighted in and there was a lie that was spoken over you in that moment that moved you away from doing that thing or shrinking back in doing that thing? And she sat there and what's interesting is nine times out of 10, it's almost easier to identify the hurt and the harm and what we're not good at than being able to identify and define what we are good at and um, communicate that really clearly and live it out because we 
have absorbed so many messages that tell us that we're not allowed to do that. I actually, I have a whiteboard in front of me here right now. And on my Instagram post, I said, if you have had something spoken over you that was untrue, that deeply defined a season of your life, write it down in the comments below. And the comments, you know, just kind of, I was, I was struck by the vulnerability of them. I was honored that the, our little Instagram page is a space where women can actually show up and be truthful. And I'm so grateful that the truth of God is going to meet these women and has met many of these women because they were sharing about, you know, this was something that defined me. But now I recognize this is actually definitely an area of my life where the enemy attacked me, but where the enemy attacks you is nine times out of 10, the area where God wants to most use you. He uses your story. All of the broken pieces of your story, all of the shortcomings, all of the mess ups, when the love of God invades your story and when you have experienced healing from heaven and where the blood of Jesus covers multitude of sins, then the things that you have suffered, the lies that have been spoken over you that you've, that you have, you know, addressed with the truth of God and now you're walking in freedom, that what has, God has done in and through you should now overflow out of you into the lives of other people. Your story has so much power. Like in in Revelation, when it says that the enemy was defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, these two things go hand in hand together. It is a finished work of Jesus Christ. It's not something that we could ever earn or we could ever do on our own. But when your story is met by the healing love of Jesus and where forgiveness invades and where mercy invades and where love invades and where truth invades, there unlocks the ability to use that story for redemptive work for the kingdom of God in the lives of other people. By the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony, the enemy is defeated. We play a part in it and our stories are our greatest weapon. When paired with the mercy and the truth of God's word, the power of God that was accomplished through Jesus, we're empowered by his spirit and now our stories are redeemed and we carry a story of the goodness of God and the glory of God that we give to other people. Gosh, if women get this, this is like, you could tell. I'm I'm getting a little passionate about this, right? When women get this, everything changes. The world changes, the way you parent changes, the way that you lead changes, the way that you work changes, the way that you honor your human capacity changes, the way that you speak, the way that you think, the way that you act, everything changes when your life is identified by the worth that you have in Jesus, by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony enemy defeated in the name of Jesus. So, you know, I have this whiteboard. I'm all over the place for this podcast, by the way. It's okay. I'm going to move my microphone. I have this whiteboard in front of me and I'm looking at some of these things that these women so boldly proclaimed were spoken over them and what how God has redeemed it to show them where their gifting is and where they're meant to be used. Here's some of the things that they said. They said, you're too loud. You're too sensitive. You're too emotional. Multiple women said that one. One woman said, I believed that if I showed up 
fully living in what and who God had created me to be that I would make other people feel bad about themselves. One woman said she was always told that she talks too much. I'm not important. Everyone else is too busy. I'm too organized. I'm a control freak, I was called. You're too nice. You're too selfish. You're antisocial. Isn't it interesting that you see kind of like these, it's almost like they're paired up against each other, you know? It's like one's too loud, one is too quiet and antisocial. One is too selfish, one is too nice. (laughs) One is, everyone is too busy for them, and then the other person, it's like, gosh, if I show up, then I'm going to make them feel bad about themselves. Like, these are really, really powerful statements that if we agree with them can definitely change our effectiveness for the kingdom of heaven because what does it become about? It becomes about either proving them wrong or proving ourselves right instead of asking God, what do you say about me? Who have you created me to be? Now, a couple words on this. In my life, I had always been told I was too bossy. <laughs> I was told that I talk too much, that I'm um, that I'm unsubmissive, and that I'm too intense. And um, I, honestly, in certain seasons of my life, I would say that although those were many of my gifts that God intended to use, I was not using them for the glory of God and the good of others. Instead, I was using them to glorify myself, to prove myself right. And when those, when that thing starts happening and we're out of alignment with the purposes of God and why he gives us gifts, then God has to discipline us and help. And in discipline, it means direct and lead. Um, It's not punishment, like go sit in the corner and you don't get to use any gifts. Some of you have actually picked up that message, though. You're like, oh, I used my giftings wrong, so now I'm punished. I'm sitting in the corner and God's got me in time out. No. The discipline of God is always active and it's always moving back toward the purposes of God, which is impacting, you know, souls for the kingdom of God for his glory. Like we're always called back into action and his presence never leaves you. If you have picked up any any false truth that the enemy is or that God is angry with you and that you are in trouble and that you are in timeout and you can't do anything until you get it right and you figure it out, that is a message of shame. It's not it's not grace. That's not the message of the gospel. That's not Jesus. So where the enemy comes into our story and through the mouths of other people or even what we just believe about ourselves, I'm too loud, I'm too this, I'm too that, hidden in there is a place where the enemy has attacked exactly who you have been created to be. It's what he always does. He has only one motivation. He comes in to steal and to kill and destroy. He prowls around like a a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Of course, it's in the nature of the enemy to speak directly against your design given to you by God, to be used by God. So for the woman who talks too much, she probably has the gift of prophecy. She probably has the gift of wisdom and knowledge to be able to take God's word and speak it boldly. To the woman who is too much or, you know, too intense or too bossy. Um, she might have the gift of leadership. 
She may have the gift of apostleship where she cares deeply about other people being ministered to through the church. She um, is focused on who she can impact and how she can change the world around her and use her gifts of apostleship to be able to impact people. For the person who is antisocial, they may have the gift of service and helps. They may have the gift of hospitality where they just their presence, the peaceful presence could welcome other people in to make them feel safe. You may have the gift of healing through that story too. There's so many gifts that could be present here. It's not mine to determine what those are, but we're all created with unique gifts that are meant to be used together. Where the enemy has spoken a lie that has named you and marked you, the presence of God desires to come into those broken places and help you see from a new perspective how God has desired to use you right there in that space all along. Not in a way that is self-serving, selfish ambition and, and greediness will always lead to disorder in every evil practice, it says in James. But when our gifts are used in alignment with the values that God has established for us in his word, for the purpose, for eternity and until that God has created you for, there is beautiful fulfillment that you can have right in the middle of your workplace, right in the midst of your family, right in the middle of your everyday life when you have clarity around this concept. And I can't wait to talk more about it and to see so many women go through the course material that we've created for our Work From Worth course that is launching January 7th. It's going to be powerful. And if you want to be on the waiting list for that, by the way, you can click the link below and there's a link where you can learn more about the cost of the program and what the program is all going to entail. You can put your email in there so that you don't miss out, but plan ahead and set your calendars for January 7th. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I really can't wait. I can't wait because I'm passionate about awakening women to their divine authority and potential and to see women fully step into all of who she is created to be. That includes you listening to this podcast right here, right now. I love you and I cherish this time with you. Have an incredible week and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.